Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 103 of the Talking Dogs on Thursday podcast with myself, Barry Drake. The show moves on this week, of course, and uh, another great guest on the podcast. We're going to say hello to Vinnie Grennan, who kindly joins us on the uh, show this week. And uh, firstly, as always, it's hello to you, uh, Vinnie, and thanks so much for joining us. Barry, thank you, and thanks for the invite. No problem at all, Vinny, of course. Look, I suppose you're another man that's um, well-known in, in Greyhound circles and, you know, you've done some great work um, over the last uh, couple of years. We'll, we'll touch on that shortly, but firstly, give our listeners a bit of insight and uh, tell us how it all started for you and your, I suppose, Greyhound journey and maybe your earliest memories of the sport. Well, I suppose, Bob, um, my, my journey began about 35 years ago. When you say it like that, you don't you don't realise how long you've been in dog until you actually look back. Yeah, but uh, my father used to own the betting job here in Road in County Offaly. Uh, he had that for 15, 16 years. And as I was growing up, I always wanted to be a jockey. And but my biggest problem is I too fond of keeping my legs under the table, and the belly got too much. But uh, our local sergeant here. Um, in the guards was uh, a big greyhound man as well he was a temporary man but he was based here I, he came up from Feathered and he always had a couple of greyhounds so when he was around 10 years of age um, I started to go down and walk his dogs and basically from there that's where my love of greyhound started was through Christy uh, Fleming but then the village road here we a number of Greyhound people over the years. We had Corkamans, you had Finbar Murphy, who uh, a very, very shrewd man with a dog as well. You had the Merrymans, and um, Pat Smullen, the jockey, Lord Merson, his late father, um, who was quite a number of top greyhounds as well. And we actually bred one of his bitches later on. Um, he he was he's a lot of Reggie Roberts old breed the old clean the mold spinster line um, and got a great amount of su- success and I suppose the the legend as we call him here in the village the Iron Man Paddy McCormack uh, he really helped me cut my teeth because I worked with Paddy for a number of years and during that time we had some really top class dogs and some great types yeah, exactly, and um, you know, Paddy has uh, has come across some really good dogs over the years, and no doubt that was a great time. And if you just want to, you know, maybe highlight some of them uh, big dogs he had back then. Yeah, well, nearly. You know, when you look back, there were mighty times and some heartbreaking times as well with some of them, in the sense that we we had a death there in uh, two thousand three. Uh, we just narrowly got pipped um, in the Puppy Derby by Fortune Mike. She came from the cloud. She lacked a little bit of early, but she, she used to fly home in Harris Cross. And uh, a lot of people actually thought that night we were up, but unfortunately the, the decision didn't go our way. Uh, we were just beating ahead. I think it was 2840, a huge run back then. Um, but she also went to reach the 2003 Oaks final. She was beaten by a bitch of a huge standard called Axel Gracie. We all know his her legacy and 
breeding has gone on to do since. And she was beaten in the Ladbrook 600 as well by the other master. Um, that was for Eamon Curry, a, a good football friend of Paddy's uh, up in Roscommon. And they also had, uh, the following year we had O'Dial. Um, she she was another real top class bitch. She reached the final of the Northwest Northwest Classic in Lifford and the champion bit stake in Galway. Um there's all, there's also Lola's choice. Uh she won she reached the final of the Waterford Oaks and broke the track record in the semi final in twenty eight oh nine. She won the champion bit stake in Shelburne. And the earliest bitch we had was High Girl. She was a real humdinger of a bitch. Um with some mighty nights and touches out of her. I remember she won a final of Christmas in uh, her, the old Harris Cross in 2908. And then they gave it about 30, 40 slow. I said they could have given it 60 slow. It was like a bug that night. was asking the Delhi Dre. It was a phenomenal run. And uh, later on in her career, she won the Midland St. Ledger here in Mullingarn. Been a local track. That was one of the most prestigious events at the time before the Cesarich came on board. And um, with MD boys, he was another really decent dog. And then on the on the Corson Hill, we had Ringro Holly. She won a trial stake in Ballymore or Ballymore Kilcreven, and went to the semi final of the Katie Butler. But we won an all edge, and she went with Drunk Holy Dame who. She went on to breed the great multi-bet. Then the matches dog that won uh, the champion stakes twice. Um, so yeah, no, there was some really great days. Uh, and then when I left Paddy, I branched out on my own for a while. Yeah, and tell us how that went, um, Vinny. Um, I took a bit of convincing on my fa- to get on my father. Um, but a, a good friend sadly passed away now. Damien McGowan had a bitch. Um, Damien was a friend of mine for a number of years and he had a bitch with a, that had picked up an injury and they said she'd never race again so he wanted to bring her home and we'd know, he'd know where to keep her at home so I said I'll take her and we built a kennel here and my father was all against it but over time walking and gathering I said this one's coming alright so we qualified her back in and went on and I said to the father, I said, the bitch is one tonight, if you want to come down, I said, you'll get a few pounds. So, straight away, my father got excited, he, he always loved the touch. And, uh, yeah, she, she won she won her first race back after nine months. And got a bit of a touch over, and ever since that, there's always been dogs here. My father bought, bought his first dog and got a couple of touches then, and then we went into the breeding. Um, I had a bitch here, my own, from Marcella Campbell and over in Mount Medic. Uh, I was a home sweet home and a true Chad and home of lumber great dogs. But my bitch, uh, we bred four dubs. Pat Buckley had had him. Uh, he broke the track record in Clamell. Uh, he also reached the classic in Sunderland years ago. The classic it was a mighty. Uh, event over there for three runs for huge money he reached the final there and then as I mentioned before Paddy Smullen Pat Smullen's late father um, God rest him he uh, 
we got a boobage off him, Slugger's Road. And again, that he go back to Reggie Roberts' old line. And we we only got we had two litters uh, out of Slugger's Road. Her first litter was uh, called it by two. He reached the Cesarevich of Mullingar uh, when trained by Ian Riley. And a comrade of that broke a track record in Anastorty for the 575 and also reached the Cock Cup. But um, sadly, I lost my father quite suddenly uh, in November 2008. So my mother was in poor health at the time, so I had to wind down a lot of my operation here and sell off all the dogs and pups and everything and uh, could have full-time care for her. So she sadly passed away in 2012. Yeah, and um, obviously, look, that was a, a tough time. But I know you got involved with, um, you know, reporting work up the Midlands as well, and and that must have been, you know, really nice and and something to focus on. Sorry, what was that, Barry? Sorry, just lost you there for a second, Vinny. As I said, I know you got involved in reporting and stuff like that up in the Midlands, and obviously that was a tough time losing your mum and stuff like that. So that would have been a kind of a good focus for you. Absolutely, yeah. It was just something to get me back out of the house, uh, picking up the pieces, moving on. Um, I started with Midland Radio 3 uh, reporting on horse and greyhound racing I've always as I said from an extremely young age I've always had a huge passion for the industry and I was doing a bit of uh, reporter work for them covering local events and it really as I said brought me out Michelle and but I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the buzz of the interviews and everything. Um, and it opened a number of great doors going forward, uh, and it's great to still have that today. Like it still has me on, just my own interest there on, on Facebook, the Vincent Sports Media. Um, it's a page that I just run on my own, but I'm still reporting there for a number of papers and um, annuals there at the end of the year. But I'm going to contribute a bit of uh, art, a few articles for them uh, aside from my own day-to-day job so but it's, it's, it's a great interest and uh, it's lovely to still be able to help out yeah it sure is and um, just in in terms of you know Mullingar track obviously that's a track that's uh, very close to your heart tell us how that's going at the moment obviously look it's live and racing post Greyhound TV every Sunday as well and racing there on a Saturday night yeah huge huge um, to have racing Post TV showing it every Sunday. You know, it's gone out across the world. Um, it's a great, it's great uh, advertising for the sport. It's a great track, and so many superstars have come out with the track over the years. Um, and they do a great job. They actually celebrated their 90th birthday only last weekend. Um, it was a huge night down there. I was actually in Shelburne myself in the Derby, but yeah, by all accounts, it was a huge night down there. But it's a track that's going really well, and look the. The Midland uh, Greyhound owners and trainers, they really, there's a great buzz country feel to the track and it's a, an atmosphere that's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And so, of course, look, um, many people would have seen you in racing post Greyhound TV um, recently, of course. Uh, I suppose there, there there was two big things happened over the course of the last year. So we'll go back to last year first with that uh, famous photograph um, you set up between um, the, the Derby champion Susie Saffer, who was trained by Owen McKenna, and um, the, the unbeaten Honeysuckle, who has delivered so many amazing performances, just like Susie Saffer over the last couple of years, trained down in County Waterford by Henry de Bromhead. That really was 
was a, a fantastic um, image, and of course, and and that was went all over the world. Yeah, Barry, it was the reaction to it was phenomenal, um, to say the least. I I had it in my head for a while, and I said it to one or two people. You know, it wouldn't be great on the board, and it never was picked up. So when Honey Suckle uh, won the won her second champion hurdle, Susie Sapphire won the Easter Cup the night before, and I was like, "This has to happen. This has to happen." So I was in May a week or so after I met Henry De Bromhead, and I said, "Sure, sure, I've nothing to lose. I'm not sure everyone knows." So I walked up and asked Henry, "Would you be interested, or would you mind if we came down and got a photograph with with the two of them?" And Henry, from the start, was 100% behind it. So I had contacted on, got the date, agreed, and we went down. And by the time I left, when we took the photograph and all, I was like, Jesus, that's a cool photograph. So I just posted on social media, and it just... I remember leaving Henry's, coming back into Waterford. It's only about a five-minute drive. And I think I had 39 notifications on Twitter. And 72 on Facebook or something. I was going, oh my God, where's this going? And it just continued. I think it's almost a million views over the whole since since that photograph was taken. Um, but the reaction and like the horse and greyhound racing industry, so many of us go to both. Like even though over the derby there the last two weeks, I've seen a number of faces from the racing horse racing world. And that's your dogs in training as well. Um, so, you know, it works hand in hand, but it was a huge, huge, uh, proud moment for me to, that in years to come, my nieces or my stepdaughter would be able to look back and say, well, that was Vinny. Vinny took that photograph. Like, you think back to Mick the Miller, that famous photograph with him looking out over the door. Uh, back, that's still gone. So, yeah, no, it's a, it's great and look I think the, we could work together in greyhound racing and horse racing together and keep driving our sport forward yeah, without a doubt and uh, no doubt as, as you said that photo will be looked back uh, for many many years to come and do you know, tell us about a, a recent um, event as well I know you were ra- raising funds there um, lately of course and uh, for, for, a lo- for a lovely woman and um, it went really well you had um, some, some great I suppose things to auction just tell our, tell our listeners more about that yeah, just a local girl, um, a family beside me here, again, Greyhound related. Uh, sadly, the, she had her first child um, at Christmas, just gone. And a number of weeks later, she got diagnosed with an extremely rare form of cancer. You know, it should have been probably the, coming into the happiest time of her life with her firstborn baby and all the pictures and all. Instead, she was heading to hospital for chemotherapy. So it set about... <clears throat> generating funds to help with her treatment. She's over in Australia and it's very hard as we all know cancer is a horrible disease that's affected so many but when you don't have family or fr- around your your friends either um, it's it's very hard to go through it but her and her partner um, now the support to have in Australia was very good but you can't beat your own family so I thinking about what's the best way and I approached uh, Peter Maloney the racing manager Kelly Alexander and asked him if I was to make up a set of silks would I have permission to 
auction them and raise funds for the family. And Peter was more than happy to do it. So Henry, Rachel, all signed it. I said, the grooms are a huge part, like the kennel hands in greyhound racing. The grooms are a huge part of horse racing and they don't get the recognition they deserve either. And um, Because without them, we wouldn't have a record or canine stars being produced as well as they are. I asked Coleman, the groom of Honeysuckle, and John, the Apple's Hard groom, to sign it as well, just for their recognition for their, all their hard work and care and attention, uh, which was a new, was a, a slightly unusual, uh, or in addition to, to the silks to have. But we auctioned them in Shelburne here tonight, the Easter Cup, or the Champion Stakes with Boyle Sports. And we raised we've raised just shy of four thousand, um, so it's been a, it's been a massive result, um, and really delighted. And thanks to everyone that's contributed in every way to it, uh, it's much appreciated by myself and I'm sure by the Lynch family as well. Yeah, fantastic stuff, uh, Vinny. Look, um, huge bull of bust there. That was a, a wonderful thing to do, and fair play to everyone that um, supported that great cause. And you know, finally, I suppose we, we, before we finish up, um, very busy time now. Of course, the feature and the the race in Canada for the year is ongoing. That's the uh, Boyle Sports Irish Greyhound Derby. We've seen some you know top class performances over the course of the last couple of weeks. That'll sit, um, or that will be set to continue, no doubt, uh, right up to the final on the twenty fourth. And uh, you know, it's a very special time for. Greyhound racing and uh, I'm sure everyone is enjoying it and uh, you must be very much looking forward to the business end of the competition Absolutely Barry it's been two phenomenal uh, open weeks with some massive performances and great action and uh, Saturday night third round it's, it really starts hotting up from here now there's some mouth watering clashes on Saturday night uh, that I'm really looking forward to Um What's going to win us will be is wide open. Kulavani Hoffa. I, I met Michael Dunham and he won early in the year um, when I was in Shelburne. He won in 28, I think it was 28-10. I was talking to Michael after and he says, does he stay? And he said, oh, he says, he'll stay all right. I says, there and I said, there's the derby winner. Um, now, sadly, I didn't take advantage of the anti-post. I think he was 33-1 at that stage. Um, but he, he he's one of the, looking at him over his career in Shelburne. I think he's one of the he's one of the fastest dogs I've seen going to the bend in Shelburne, if not the fastest. Um, and that's you know you have to like a Premier Fancy when you go back to him. He was phenomenal. But I think Kulavani Hoffi is probably one of the fastest dogs ever to the Shel- bend in Shelburne. Um, if he keeps trapping the way he is, he's going to take beating. But look, he's a he's a huge uh, clash this coming Saturday night now he's a, a very hot heat but if Romeo Magico gets his trapping right for Graham in the he could add the Irish Derby to the English Derby and what a story that would be um, but look there's a lot of running there's going to be a lot of hard luck stories a lot of luck involved and um, the draw is going to play a huge part but look we're looking forward to a massive four weeks ahead and as you said 24th September would be a, a massive night in Shelburne and Look forward to having the crowds back. It's been so long now, two years since we had a Derby crowd back and all our friends over from England and around the world. Great to catch up catch up with them again. And no doubt plenty of cracking. Stories will be told long into the night 
that night. Yeah, very much looking forward to it. And obviously, look, I, I'm sure that you would have been, you know, really happy with the, the news. Obviously, you know, when you're involved in media and stuff like that, to see that um, the, the semi final and finals will be live on Virgin Media. So that will certainly uh, bring the Derby competition to a much, much wider audience um, this year. Yeah, and look, that's a huge part. A huge part in, in all industries, and our, especially our industry, to have it back on national TV. Um, like the cover. You can't beat television coverage for anything. Uh, and to have TV3 back on board with Ivan Yates, um, it's going to it's going to be a, it's a great chance to showcase our, our brilliant industry and get rid of some of that negativity that's been going on for years that, that we can show our sport in its true light and show our pride and passion in our dogs. And even if we could get some little videos like made up that can be shown on the night. You know, I have a number, I have a few ideas may help, but um, you know, if there could be little podcast, uh, like podcasts or short, two-minute video clips there of the care and attention these dogs get, and give the the real truth as to how much of a family oriented uh, industry this is, and how how big a part of the family around is. It's uh, I, it can showcase what. Greyhounds mean to the people of Ireland. Yeah, that's exactly it, um, Vinny. Of course, look, and uh, we, we'll very much look forward to that. And just finally, before we finish up, um, anything else you'd like to add? No, I just, I, I just uh, personally, I, I'd love to see, like, there's a number of people on social media, and um, doing a lot of work, like Sarah, Sarah Kinsler, and Bile Sport, but Sarah's coverage and. Barry Calder during the Derby. That has been a real joy to watch um, for the last couple of weeks, all the coverage coming through for the Derby. But I'd love to um, see a lot more people come on board on social media because it's such a powerful tool nowadays, social media for all businesses. They're using it. I'd love a lot more Greyhound people to start showing their videos on Greyhounds of dogs and retired or pups or whatever but little short videos and keep flooding the social media let them see that it's such a a major part of the Irish culture still and it, it's um, like TikTok I know I think it's Rachel Holland on TikTok does do some very good content on from their kennels of the old some of their old dogs and everything it's brilliant to see it brings back memories of their racing days but yeah just social media I think is a huge tool for at the moment for all business but for the greyhound industry I think we could do a lot more to promote our industry and show the, the dogs in a, in a much truer light Brilliant stuff Finny look um, always a great catch up with you uh, wishing you um, the, the best of luck going forward um, no doubt we'll meet up at a, a track um, in, in the coming weeks and uh, keep up the great work you've been doing and uh, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast Pleasure Barry thank you Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.